Hey everybody, Michael here. Glad to have you listening this week. My guests on this are from Rite USA Shotgun, some good friends of mine, Jesse and Will. We're going to talk about the hunting industry, Rite Shotguns, hunting, just anything that pops in our head over the next hour. Talking about just the fun of the outdoors, how we live in it, and what we do every day. Hope you all enjoy this one. It's a good one. You're listening to the Backwoods Life Podcast with Michael Lee. Let's go. Okay, everybody. Michael's here. And I've got the guys. Oh, I, got a, I, got a, I got an okay it, apparently. Oh, now there we're we got technical difficulties. Now we're good. <laughs> okay, now that we're really here, because Jesse says it's okay. We're good. I'm going to start this thing. So, welcome to the Backwoods Life slash Rite podcast. Absolutely. It, this is going to be a first. Well, t- so, we, we had split some time with Dennis and Billy with uh, Dr. Duck. And that was our first ever podcast, complete train wreck. So this one, now that we've got you here, <laughs> this is going to be so much smoother. We, we actually didn't record ourselves, had to use their audio, so on and so forth. So really on this episode of the Retail Roundtable podcast, we are splitting time with the one and only Michael Lee. Well, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad you guys are here. So, Absolutely. So I, I, was, I was contemplating on how to, to word all of this since we're, we're – <laughs> Doing a co-podcast. On co-podcasting, right? Yeah. So, so you're my guest, and I'm your guest, and now we Absolutely. just have to talk in, in, I guess, do we do we talk in third person like the Michael Lee likes to hunt? <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll be good. Yeah. Hey, as long as everybody out there is listening, we're good with it. We, yeah, we don't have matter, uh, right? It, absolutely we don't we don't have much of a sales pitch to give that's kind of our thing we like to sit back and talk and have fun so i'm the same way so i mean with all that being said we'll welcome everybody that's listening to this on both sides of the fence here from Rite's world and backwards life world and uh, you you guys i want to commend you because we're also recording this on on zoom for video so i roll out on, on youtube and stuff the Rite brand is not lacking on the video side we we are trying it, what it is lacking is is our two ugly faces in it like that's what's lacking so we like to put pretty people in it that's why yourself and all the guys that we have out there do that work so that, that's why i've got photos in the background to distract people from other, <laughs> other things to look at so um, we just wear beards that's all we that, do there you go I'd when you, get, you guys aren't old enough yet it'll turn this color eventually oh. gonna have a little it's the lighting in here, trust me, because we're, we're both already kicking that way. <laughs> I, I blame all of this side on my first five years in the outdoor industry, this side, the next five years, and the middle oh. is the previous five years. <laughs> so here, here we well, are. That's, that's scary because we're, uh, we're in year four. Right. So we've, uh, we're, we're, we're filling out pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, guys, I'm glad we could, we could make this thing happen. I know it's going to be back and forth and, and somewhat – off track just because yeah. this, we're breaking new ground of of back and forth questions here absolutely um, so i'll just leave it and i got people spam calling me like i'm busy don't you know we're working here Come on. <laughs> but uh w- yeah. welcome to my world and then i get facetime wants to jump up and open up on my computer so oh bring some more people in. come on yeah. we'll just bring a bunch of people into the zoo yeah i probably wanted to extend my auto in, uh, warranty or something like that so that'd be great one <laughs> to have been, on here We've been looking to talk to you about your audio, uh, audio, <laughs> or yeah, audio insurance. That's what we need right now. Audio, audio insurance. Yeah. <laughs> no money back guarantees on this thing. That's it. So, um, so again, thanks for being on here, um, Jesse and Will. By the way, I mean we want to make sure we establish everybody's names on this. Thing. Yeah, you're the one who's known around here. We're I'm yeah. just Jesse and he's just Will. We just work here. So, well, I'm just Michael. I just, I just <laughs> stay in my dungeon here until I go shoot stuff. That's kind of what hey. I do. I, I'm reclusive a, to the world. Not a bad gig. No, not a bad gig. I wish sometimes we could hide. We're actually breaking ground as well. This is the first time we're recording in the uh, new Rite podcast studio. See, I, now I feel like I've got to step my bar up a little bit. i got to hang uh, stuff well, on the wall or something. What you don't know is this is actually just our office with a backdrop in it. So <laughs> we wanted to cover the walls up a little bit for you. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. So um, to catch everybody up, Rite and, and my 
world, and I and I, I know we work together on, on some level, but what people don't understand in, in the outdoor industry, and, and I've been around this thing long enough that I will not say something is a good product unless it really is. <clears throat> now, there's exceptions to everything. We know that, you know, you have manufacturing runs that, that have a problem here or there. I mean, and, and if you sell enough products, somebody's going to have a problem with something. That's just the way Absolutely. things are. Absolutely. But, but I want to say this, and I genuinely mean this. When I shot this, and it's in this my dad's gun case that I, I confiscated here and That's refinished. Awesome. <laughs> um, the, I've got a, a 220s and a 12 in here, Rotate Shotguns. The 12 gauge made me look like the best dove hunter on the field the first time I took it hunting. Hey man, that's that's a good that's a good problem to have. I mean, you know, we we definitely tout ourselves of having a uh, straight shooting shotgun because of our barrel technology and everything else. But it uh, it definitely you know a lot of us grew up shooting flat rib guns. So when you jump back to a flat rib gun and you actually realize, hey, I, I can hit what I'm shooting at and not having to play the mind game, it helps out a little bit. It, it, I, I mean, I, I, Jesse, I apologize if I've already told you this story, but it, it was opening day dove season a couple of years ago. I took the gun out. I'm sitting, and, and, and we always hunt on my family farm. My dad plants a dove field. He has these guys over, blah, blah, blah. That's so, awesome. But dad, dad and I, I always sit side by side. So it's pretty much, hey, dad's to, you're to the right, I'm to the left. If it's in the middle, just here we go. <laughs> so. One of my dad's good buddies, he he sits on this one part of the field every time. It's just one little point that sticks out. And there were birds flying between him and I. And after about five or six times, he yelled at me, stop. I said, what's wrong? He said, you're killing all the birds that are closer to me than they are you. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing because, you know, one of the th and, and obviously we'll get into this a little bit more. One of the draws from us, because like you said, you don't stand behind a product that you don't believe in we don't like to work with people that we don't believe in that have the same values as us. Right. And that maybe sounds a little crazy to some people because we, we do, we like to work with like-minded people who have the same kind of outlook on the outdoor world as we do for, for us to hear you say that back and you know, you're, that's a legacy thing. You guys do that every year. That's what, you know, a lot of our, our outdoor industry is missing. Right. So that, that single day a year, you guys, I mean, I know you're on the road a ton. I'm on the road a ton. Will's is, is here in the office 99% of the time we missed that, that connection to the, what it was 20 years ago. Right. And I, I've talked about it before with my granddad and we used to have like opening day of dove season. That was it. You had nothing else to do. There was no reason to look at the calendar. That was what we did. And, and that's really yeah. cool to hear that you have that same kind of, uh, that's you know, cool. year after year annual event, I guess you'd say. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's, and that's what I grew up doing. I mean, I, I grew up with a shotgun or BB gun and a shotgun in my hand before I did anything else before a bow, before a deer rifle, before, I mean, you, you name it. Yeah. So that took me back to like that. That's where my roots were. My grandfather and my father, they grew up, both of them literally hunting quail and doves in mm. in South Georgia. That there were no deer, there were no turkeys back then. Right, right. So that that's what you did, and and so me coming into that, you know, world as I did, um, I, I didn't get to experience this the the. the when the wild quail were just everywhere right. down here, I was too young, but, yeah. uh, and that, and that slowly, you know, went, went backwards for a while and now they're, they're making a good comeback. That's but, awesome. Um, that, that was what I could relate to as, as a little boy, because that's what I was exposed to. And so yeah. sit, sitting by my dad and my grandfather on dove fields and stuff like that, that's what I cut my teeth on. So that just, you, you've got to go back to where you started at times. It doesn't that's matter cool. how old you get or, or where you go and what you do, you've, you've got to get back to, to day one Roots. sometimes. Yep. And it just connects you right back, you know. You can't, you can't see how far you're going unless you know where you came from, right? And that's what exactly. we, we, we joke about it a lot, you know, especially in the deer hunting world. Me personally, and I think we've talked about this, haven't hunted a deer in over 10 years. I lost the passion for it. Um, and that, that just really goes to show my granddad. My granddad was a, a very uh, pivotal part of my life and, and, and raised me for the most part. Um, he was a father figure to me. And that, that time we had deer hunting, there was one thing that stuck out in my mind. He said, look, the day that I, and now granted, I, I grew up with some outlaws, by the way, let's just get that out there. Like outlaw of, of all outlaws was, was my family. We were known for it. He said to me one time, and it was just in passing. He said, the day that I lose that adrenaline rush and that feel of hunting deer and killing a deer, whether it be a doe or a West Virginia 11 point, I'm done. 
right? And I, it was it was uh, it was October of 2008, and I had uh, let a 135 inch you know eight point walk underneath my stand. Never even thought about grabbing the bow. I knew that was it for me, and that was where I had to I had to stop. Got out of it completely. Now anything with feathers, I'll chase anywhere around the world. But you know, my little boy's five, and he'll be growing up and and getting into deer hunting, which he already is. Every I mean, look, you're you're part of the problem, by the way, because when we watch the watch the backwoods life. It's like, Dad, when can we deer hunt? When can we go deer hunt? I've been trying to hold him off a little bit because I'm not ready for it, but we're uh, we're coming back around on that. But like you said, it's that grounded root. And for me, you know, I'm excited to get back involved with it with him, but I got out and I, I just didn't have any uh, any reason to, to really deer hunt anymore. Yeah, and that's and that's a thing that I, I don't I mean I, I'm a seasonal guy. And I, right. and I say that to the sense where right now all I'm thinking about is shooting a gobbler in the face. Turkey. <laughs> that, that, that is it. You could say, hey, I got a 200-inch deer that you can go shoot in the morning. I'm like, eh. All right. Have at I it. Mean, it yep. it's, it's just that I, I change that way. And by by May, into May, I won't. I don't want anything to do with a turkey anymore. I'm <laughs> done with it. All I want to do is sit at home and grill chicken. You know, That's right. Like, yep. like yep. I need a break then, and then you, you get closer to September, then, you know, here we go. Fire's it's, right back it's, up. it's time to go. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that, you know, you lose passion for what you're doing. No. It just it just means that, hey, you've got to miss it a little bit to realize how much you love it. Absolutely. That makes sense. No, 100%. And I think it was the last day of waterfowl season this year. We hunted together on that Monday morning. Yep. And I, I think both of us, when we walked out of the impoundment that day, we looked at each other and said, well, it's – time for turkeys you know yeah. so like it flipped on <laughs> in january for us and we just got done at the nwtf uh, event down in nashville and which was awesome and if you can't get fired up you know after listening to turkey calls for three straight days for 10 hours a day you ain't ready to turkey hunt so we uh <laughs> and we just got our voices back by the way because we were yelling over top of all the calls all day long we, we replaced great spot great location right in the middle of about 15 uh, call makers so it was a good, <laughs> good time for us you needed these noise canceling headphones. Right? Oh <laughs> man, did we ever? So, <laughs> never knew we could get tired of listening to calling. But that was uh, by day three. You're ready to go. So, yeah, <laughs> that's a fun show. I didn't make it up there this year. This is probably the first one I've missed in a while, or obviously other than the COVID year. It, yeah. I just had I just had too much going on. But um, next year, yeah, we'll be, we'll be yeah. back up there. And it's a great time. Yeah, and it's like you said, it's like. It's like, you know, in NASCAR season, if any, if anybody out there is NASCAR oh, yeah. fans, they, they start off with the Daytona 500, which in my opinion is like the best race of the year. Oh, 100%. Or less after that. So it's like <laughs> NWTF is the Daytona 500 of turkey season. That's it. You know, and, and, it. and it gets things kicked off and, and, and everybody's ready to go. Yep. Everybody flips that switch that weekend in Nashville. Exactly. And, yep. and it doesn't matter what if it's snowing and you know, 12 degrees outside. It, it, when you leave there, you're like, I, I'm ready to go turkey hunting. I'm ready to go. Well, I got, we got home and there was literally snow on the ground. So we, uh, you know, being in Maryland, it's still a little chilly. Now, granted today, you know, they always joke, if you don't like the weather in Maryland, wait 15 minutes. Cause it'll be something you like. Mm-hmm. We were what? 20 degrees yesterday. Yeah. 70 today. And see, we were the other way around yesterday. Oh, really? I was on a mower. It was 80 degrees. <laughs> and today I think it's 54 outside. Oof. So, yeah, good swing. Uh, thanks for sending that down here, by the way. Yeah, no, well, look, it comes from you, so we're just getting your remnants now. So. <laughs> well, the, our 10-day doesn't look too bad. It no? Look, it no. looks like a little warmth's going to stay around for a while. That, they're saying here by Monday it's supposed to be 90. Whew. I'm not yeah, ready. That's, that. too, that's too much too fast. And see, what will happen is it'll it'll do this and it'll it'll go back down. Really? And, about and about the first day of turkey season, it'll drop back to 40? I, I, this, this is how crazy Georgia is. <laughs> the for open a day of turkey season before i've hunted it was 98 degrees mm. and open a day of turkey season i've hunted before and the high was 48 degrees crazy so there, there's no rhyme or reason is roll the dice and, and see what happens that's it man <laughs> but i've killed turkeys in both conditions so it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> we've killed them with snow on the ground before up here which is uh i think last year it might have been 40 on our opening oh, as a high at noon yeah it was, it was cold cold yeah. Yeah. they were quiet I, I heard like that last year it was a daylight uh it had, it had a bad and I, we're just talking now but at, at daylight it was um the forecast was supposed to have like a 20 25 mile an hour wind so we went in 
anticipating, hey, it's going to be pretty rough, right. but it was supposed to be clear most of the day. And uh, so I always go with my dad opening weekend of turkey season. And so I took him. We set up on this little clearing. It's now a food plot, but it was just kind of a cut back then. I said, Dad, there, there's been a turkey in here every day just about their strut marks all over. He's going to come. Because my dad, he, he doesn't like to – not that he won't go after him a little bit, but he's getting older, <laughs> bad knees, bad back. He's had knee replacements, but he can still go. But he likes to just – he likes to go sit and wait on the turkeys to come to him. Right. Right. Which is, he's not running and gunning anymore. No, and that drives me crazy sometimes. <laughs> if they're not gobbling and doing their thing, I'd rather go fishing. You know, that's so, right. Um, but I said, okay, Dad, we're gonna go sit. We're gonna wait. And we we sat in a little little area I had made for him, and we sat there. And and man, it, we just got lucky because right there at daylight there was no wind. It was bluebird clear sky, and there was really birds gobbling in all directions. It's awesome. So. We I remember seeing there. the video, actually. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you know how the story ends. Gobbler yeah. comes right in there. <laughs> you know, he's, he's hunting with a 410, you know, yep. with, with no choke. Um, I don't even Fixed know. I guess, I guess it's just a fool that's in that. Fixed barrel. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, he's got a – he's shooting number four lead shot. Oh. Old bird shot. <laughs> and, and, and so he, he his goal is, like, he wants to – uh, I don't know if we can say it on your podcast, but we can say it on mine. He wants to see their balls when he shoots them. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> that, I'm with him. And, and trust me, that our, our listeners, have well, they, they've heard worse. But we, we're, <laughs> we're, we're the same way. I mean, you know, the, the technology advancements we have in shot shells right now is, is incredible, right? And we all know this yeah. with TSS loads and everything else. It's insane. I, I still I want to feel it, you know, and, and I want to win the game. And I know that that's probably the, uh, you know, the, the little bit of the narcissist in us as turkey hunters, like, I don't, I don't really have a need to shoot them at 60, right? Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that we win that game and, and inside of 10, man, I'm, I'm in, you know. But now with a 410 and, and lead shot, probably might need them inside of 20. So, Yeah, I think the farthest shot we, that he's actually he, – well, the, the quick story on the, the first time he decided he wanted to kill a turkey with that 410, had two gobblers full strut at 25 yards. Picks one nice. out, pulls the trigger. One of the birds gobbled, the other one never broke strut. Really? The pellets just went wherever. <laughs> didn't even wherever. Mess with it. Just don't even, I didn't even see a feather fly. <laughs> I said, I think we need to get them a little closer. <laughs> so, uh, so, awesome. since, so since then, he's, he's, I think he's killed about 20 with that gun now, and every one of them has been inside 20 yards. And, oh, yeah. And uh, we, we've done a lot of fun things with that. But That's awesome. Um, well, on your side, I mean, I'll ask the question back to you. Mm-hmm. So it yeah, sounds like, yeah. you know, your dad and your granddad were obviously, you know, uh, big reasons why you got in the hunting world, right? I mean, that's where you probably started hunting at. What was, was, what was your next step? I mean, a lot of people always want to know, and, you know, we see it right now with social media, and this is not a, a knock on anybody, but everybody's a big deal in their area. We joke about it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. How, how, did, how did you make that jump? And it's been some time, you know, it, it, was, it was 15 years ago, like you said. Um, how did you make that jump from making it a, a recreation to your passion and, and, and your job? Um, and it's funny because I, I was on a podcast not too long ago, and in the, this, this was a, the fight. I'm off topic just for a second, but the, the gentleman I was on the podcast with really he didn't hunt. He just moved to Texas. He got his podcast going. He was an actor in Hollywood, and he really? reached out to me through LinkedIn because he had seen the success of Backwoods Life through LinkedIn and wanted to know my story. Oh, so cool. it's the same same similar question what you ask when and, and nobody ever asked those kind of questions like yeah. they ask you how you got your start but never how the flip switched right yeah right yeah the switch flipped um right. so i hunted growing up and everything with my, my dad's granddad's aunts uncles cousins mom I and mean, everybody that wanted to go hunting we went hunting right and um and fishing but when I got to kind of, I played baseball for a long time. Just you and I have talked about that. And, uh, oh yeah. You know, and when, in the spring you don't get to turkey hunt if you're playing baseball, and in That's the it. fall you, you get to hunt a little bit. You know. Well, if you uh, do, you turn out like my college career, which was very short, and that's where. Yeah, yeah same with yeah. me. One, one yeah. year. <laughs> <laughs> one year. But um, <laughs> but with that being said, I, I got away from hunting uh, during high school. Like, I, I went enough to just say, you know, like a couple times a year, I'd shoot one deer or something like that, and I, I may go dove hunt one time. 
And it is not, it wasn't anything anybody's fault but my own because, you know, you're in high school. You're doing high school stuff. You're, you're chasing girls and you're, yeah. you're playing sports and hunting's just there. And, well, life, and, life hits you fast at that point. Exactly. Right. And honestly, college uh, was, was similar. I mean, college, you know, everybody that goes to college knows you can have as much fun as you want to in college. <laughs> now, some people don't make it through that part of life uh, as yeah. far as, you know, being successful in college. And have to they should put home, a disclaimer but, on that, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, you're not ready for college until you're at there and, and you're after it. Yeah. But, but college is actually where I, I, the switch flipped to me for hunting. Because when I got to, to college, I had a lot of fun. I had, you know, my friends there and all that, but I was missing something. I was like, I wasn't, I was missing home. I was missing that, that outdoors, you know, really right. is what it boiled down to. And, and you so, went to, where did you, you went to Valdest? Yeah, I went to Valdosta State. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not far from home, but then right. I, I, I got into deer hunting. Like, it just hit me that I love to deer hunt. And so then I started going back home, going with my dad and my uncles and grandfathers and cousins, and, and we we had a hunting lease, and that that was the weekend thing. So instead of, you know, I, I do the college thing during the week. Come Friday afternoon, I'm headed home. Right. Um. Where you know a lot of people stay at college and party all week. Party. I, I just never did that. I went, I went to the hunting camp. We had a good time over there. Nice. And nice. then from that, you know, honestly, my dad growing up, he had a video camera back when you used the big VHS Shoulder tapes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so he had one of those and um, he started just, he just video. Like it, I, I love my dad to death, but watching some of his early deer videos was painful because you would sit there and watch a doe for like an hour. He's like, what's this video I made? I saw a deer this afternoon. You know, and, and you're sitting there watching this and like, okay, okay, dad, there's a deer, but man, I got it on video for an hour. Yeah. yeah was this. unheard of. Speaking of, knew i was talking about it so but so from but throwing that video part uh while i was in college i bought me a small little back when the high video camera uh, little, were smaller and i just yeah. just just to, yeah just to, just to take hunting and and videos a few deer and just have a good time with it and then when i met kevin who i do backwards life with uh kevin's background is in video production so he he had all of the know-how to take whatever we could get and, and make chicken salad out of it, you know, right. the chicken yeah. crap. So, um, <clears throat> there was a big learning curve there, but, but that's how, that's how backwards life got started. And it was all because of the environment I was in and, and seeing even those old videos that, that dad made and then playing around myself and meeting Kevin. And, yeah. and to be honest with you, I mean, that was, uh, this turkey season will be 18 years ago when wow. Kevin and I met and I think 2004. So that, was a, that was a quick, switch then because you've been how many seasons has backwoods life been on um this will be th this fall will be 18 seasons that's crazy so you guys i mean it was immediate like you guys figured it out say hey, this is what we're doing and then boom you're you're flying with it well that's right and when, when kevin and i met we met actually at a hunting store in florida right before turkey season they're having like a little turkey day or whatever so we, okay. we crossed paths and kevin was actually there to talk with another guy about making video this is back when dvds were were real popular you know i mean and, and i know yeah. like real tree and primos and mossy i mean they've made millions off dvds so they, they, they were on every in cap and walmart you could ever <laughs> exactly, imagine yeah. exactly exactly so, so they hated to see those things go yeah <laughs> but now you know everything's digital and all but like yeah. that's all that's all we were going to do we were going to just try to do something out of florida and georgia make our own little niche and and just it basically make dvds uh build us a nice little website to sell our dvds on and be some make, redneck guys and, and next it. thing you know we're we're freaking on tv so. <laughs> you know making ten dollars a pop being a local guy versus you know running cash man i mean you know one of the things for us is that we we grew up in that time right so we're a little behind you on the age but we grew up in the in the, the aspect of we, we couldn't just jump on instagram you know growing up we're the last of those guys right because everybody that's that's younger than us now they had instagram they had facebook i, I remember facebook facebook my senior year in high school when I finally found out that I was I, I was gonna be able to go to college and play baseball, um, that college didn't even have Facebook yet because it was still oriented to all your college emails and all. So that that was not around for us. I mean, we didn't have that way to to take in you know information. We joke about it a lot. I just got to spend some time in WTF with one of my heroes, and and he knows this, and I've kind of geeked out with him a little bit. But Eddie Salter, 
you know, I grew up watching those videos and, and my granddad and my uncles had them all, you know, when we were cutting up deer on Saturdays, that's what was on the TV. You know, you, you, we didn't have cable. We were, we were rerunning VHS tapes of monster bucks or, you know, watching Eddie Salter and, and TK and Mike and those guys, you know, it was, yeah. that's how I learned how to hunt, it, you know, past what I learned from my granddad and those guys, like I said, like I learned to hunt the right way versus how they hunt it. But you know, it was a, uh, it was that's how we consumed information so it's really neat to see now how much outreach you have and you know we see the statistics all the time you meet millions and millions of people right now you know you're you're fantastic on social media you you're putting this all together so as i guess the the, the thing you know jumping from backwoods life dvds in your local you know uh, hunting store your first time in, in the break that you got what, what stands out in your mind when some the first time somebody's like man we want to take this to tv did you, you just kind of like, nah, man, we're done or like, <laughs> well, the, the, really what the direction we went is Kevin worked at a local, um, I think it was CBS or ABC affiliate down in Florida and he was doing production oh. work and everything there. Um, so he got to digging around and saying, how much would, would airtime cost? Like what, what would it cost for, for, you know, backwards life to be on TV? And so I think our first year, our airtime, because we found three network, three stations that we could air on. It was a Fox affiliate out of Tallahassee, Florida, um, Albany, Georgia, and Columbus, Georgia, I think were the three. So I mean, it's right yeah. here in our, our backyard. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I mean, I bet our, our, our total budget, like all the bills we had and everything the first year was maybe $13,000. Wow. Now, but you got to think about it. We were working full time and <laughs> using vacation time to go hunting and couldn't, right. I mean, we couldn't rub two nickels together and get a penny. You know, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't have anything back then. Uh, so we, yeah. we, we scratched and clawed and we figured it out. And, and we did that for, I think, a year or two years. I can't remember. But then there was a, a network called uh, the Men's Channel. It used to be on satellite. Okay. So you had outdoor channel was already there, but we, we couldn't play on outdoor channel. Like we were, that yeah. was out of, that was way out of our league. I mean, that, that was, <laughs> that's, that's Bill, that's Bill and David and Michael and, you know, all right. those guys. That, that's not us. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we, we, we do our thing and um, we somehow managed to scratch up enough money to, to go be on national TV. And we were on that men's channel. And then, uh, next thing you know, we're on Pursuit Channel, doing the Sportsman Channel, and, and it just, you know, it just kind of snowballed over time. But but I, I told this story not too long ago. But there there was a time where we didn't we didn't think we were going to make it. I mean, there, there were days where we look at each other and say, "How are we even going to pay for anything? Like, how how are we going to yeah. get there?" Because um, I mean, I'm not knocking anybody else out there that that had you know the the big name companies behind them pushing their way through. Of course. Um, that, that, I mean, that's just, you're blessed in that situation, but we never had that. We, we had nobody. Right. Um, I mean, it was, Hey man, can, you know, here, give me $5 here for advertising, you know, $20 <laughs> here for advertising. I mean, that, you're, you're still paying people for advertising at that point. No, we were, we were, we were doing anything we could. I mean, Absolutely. It, and, and it was just one of those things that we started out with a, just wanted to see ourselves to be on TV for one day, you know, that's and, awesome. uh, so anyway, we, we, we pushed through and uh, we got to a point where literally, we, I remember the day Kevin came to my house and we didn't think we were going to be able to do it anymore. And, man, I, and I, I wish if Kevin's version of the story, he, he said he cried a little bit on the way home. So, I mean, it, it, it was a pretty rough day. But yeah. it, it's crazy because we went and hunted at a place in Florida and uh, we did a show and Kevin killed a hog and my dad killed a hog and we aired that show. And when that show aired, the guy that owned that, that place called us and said, I want to run a commercial with you guys because I sold so many hunts. Really? Like my, he said, I, I got people wanting to hog hunt like there's no tomorrow down here now. And so that yeah. was that was the block. That, We're that, on to something that, here. Yeah. That was enough revenue there to, to, Very to cool. get us down the road. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And, and I don't know how many years ago that was now, but I mean, that yeah. was just one example of every time we didn't think we were going to make it, that we got what we needed, not necessarily what we wanted. 
Right. You know, and, and I think anybody that, if you go out there and you, you start your own business, you try to do something you love and turn it into a living. It doesn't matter if it's mowing lawns. Yeah. You, you, you don't need to look at what the other guys are doing and make that your want. I want what this guy has. You need to settle for what you have, capitalize on that, and then you'll get what you need and go the direction you're supposed to go. Absolutely. We couldn't agree more with that because, you know, we're a little unorthodox in the way that we've started and where we're at too. Right. So we're not, uh, you know, we're, we're not a, a, an underbrand of another large company. We're the black sheep. We're by ourselves. We're kind of the independent artist, if you would. And, uh, and, and we can understand, you know, Chris and I have talked a lot and it was the same thing. So Chris Handy, our owner, um, started out, out of a passion, right? This was in a, this was a garage thing when it started. And, uh, and now we're, you know, in this lustry, illustrious office of, uh, of podcasting, but you know, it, it, it's cool to hear that because a lot of people, man, I, I think maybe it comes too easy sometimes now to get the recognition. You know, we had, uh, yeah. one of our good friends, Jim Caesar out of Louisiana, the kid has been, I can't talk enough about how great of a person is and how, how hard he's worked to get where he is in his, you know, notoriety on Instagram and social media platforms, but it did, it wasn't always like that for him, you know, and the same thing for you guys, you had to work twice as hard because you couldn't just put a video out on YouTube and say, Hey, here's, you know, a hundred million people can go see this. It was, a, it had to be a grind. And I, I, we respect that a ton, man, because you know, there's, there's some, some things that haven't lasted in the outdoor business as much as you have. And Kevin has with the backwoods life. And that's, what's so cool about it because you can see t- you know, TV shows kind of come and go. Right. And they're, they're huge for a little bit and then they fall off and then they're back and whatever you guys have been solid as a rock since you started. And that's a big testament of what you guys have done and how much you've worked hard for that. So I was going to say, I think, I mean, a lot of that leads back to where you came from and you don't forget where you came from. Absolutely. Be able to carry it right on through. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we know where we came from because we're still there. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not far down the road from where, it was. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but I mean, and I appreciate all that. And, and you're right. I mean, it's a different world today. I mean, yeah. one, one viral post now, can yeah. change your dynamic of, of your direction and what you're going to do. Um, yeah. And I'm not knocking anybody that, you know, no. they built their fan base off of, you know, that. Yeah. Um, I, I do believe that, you know, and you guys know, I mean, when, you, when you're when you in the trench and you, you're pushing hard and you're giving it everything you have and you just wake up every day thinking, how can I, how can I better what I'm doing? Absolutely. Th- then, then you're doing it for the right reasons. You're not doing it just to try to make money. You're not doing right. – I'm, from a backwards life standpoint, and I, I'm 99% sure Kevin and I are on the same page, I think about this all the time. What, what's going to happen to this when I'm gone? Because there's going to be one day when I'm going to be – I can't do this anymore, you know. Right. Um, but I, I do love the thing about technology. It's, it's, it's always going to be there. Yeah, you know? it never goes and away now. 50 years from now, 100 years from now, whatever – <laughs> your, your kids or who are, their grandkids are, are going to be they could be sitting on whatever google is then yeah and, yeah, and run across a video of me me and my dad turkey hunting you absolutely know, it, it, it lives forever good, good and bad by the way <laughs> because oh, no some things do live forever on the internet right so <laughs> <laughs> that's why we stay on this side of the camera yeah <laughs> So, well you know it is what it is <laughs> no it's been great man and, and honestly it's it's cool to you know get to know you and as as our, our you call it a working relationship or whatever our, our thing is we're family around here and, and we have the family values to, as a company yeah. Yeah. to to work with like we said we work with people because we believe in them and and the the like-mindedness that we have right and i think if we all rolled into a deer camp together if i come out of retirement we would we would pick up right where we left off you know 20 years ago because that's the kind of people we are. And we, we, we really appreciate that about you guys too, because it's wholesome, it's truthful. And there is no, you know, there's really no stick to it, honestly, you know, and, and we can appreciate that. Absolutely. And I, and I appreciate that. And I agree with you, man. I mean, I, I tell you this all the time. If, if you go to a hunting camp for three days with somebody, you, you know, right quick, if you're going to be buddies or not. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and, oh, yeah. and for everything that we've done over the years and places we've been, I mean, you always have those people, you know, I've met some of my best friends to this day at, at hunting camps in different States. And I've met some people that I hope I never see them again. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. anybody that listens to this, if you think that's you, then that's not my fault. That's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, that that's kind of the same thing of how will and not, you know, will and, and I'll give Will's background a little bit. 
you know, as an outdoorsman, Will's done it since you, I mean, he was no years old, right? It's been born into him. His, his family has been in the, uh, in the outdoor world. His dad, they've, they've run commercial charters out of Maryland. They've done, you know, the, the guiding on the hunting side and Will was in the, you know, the, the Marine automotive world for a little bit. Yeah. As simple as it was, it was hunting and fishing that introduced us together. Right. And, and when we had, when I had finally moved down here and retail was starting in on the Eastern shore, Maryland, Will was a person that I knew in the first 15, don't, I mean, his head will swell up here, but in the first 10 minutes of meeting him in a, in a little shack out behind his house that where he was building lures at, because that's what he was doing at that time was building, you know, lures for, for rockfish on the bay here. Y'all call them striped bass. And, and that's how we met each other was through that. And then that, that kind of spawned, you know, the whole, Hey man, we, we really need somebody to come in and help on the service side. And there was nobody else in the world that I would, I felt comfortable you know, that was my baby at that point, right? Because we, we, we've built a very good relationship with our customer base in the service world. I had a hard time splitting with that to move on to the next thing, right? So Will, knowing him through the hunting and fishing world, and we didn't get to hunt together until later and even fish together until later, but knew that, that was a guy that we could turn over that position to and have no problems with it. So now that he'd be gloating the rest of the day about this, we'll, we'll let him go. But I'll ride him smiling. <laughs> So, but I agree with you. And, and like you said, though, there's definitely people that I would never want to work with again after being in hunting camp or even being around them in general. So, yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's life. That's not, that's just, that's anything you do. I mean, <laughs> Can't they're, help they're it. Just, I, I'm one of those, I mean, I, I, I wear my feelings on my sleeve pretty, pretty easily. And just, you know, I've talked enough. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I just, I just lay it out there and you're going to like them here or you're not. And <laughs> I think most people do. At least that's what they tell me, unless they don't. They're just lying to me. So that's fine. I no. don't care. No, I mean, hey, everybody wakes up in the morning and, and is fine with it. So we yeah, that yeah. it's a humbling thing for you to say that, honestly, because, you know, you are in the public spotlight and you do have people critiquing everything. What Great question for you. What's yeah. the one thing that, that people – and you may look back at it and be like, man, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. What's the one thing – because everybody you – could, you could literally cure cancer and somebody's going to be like, oh, well <laughs> – there goes the population, right? What's the one thing that, that, that kind of sparked up in your world where you got a lot of grief from that you were like, man, I was just trying to, you know, get this film shot or whatever it was. Um, I, I would, I mean, it's not just one, one case. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, I think the biggest thing that, that causes me the most frustration anyway now, and it's a, it's a recurring theme is on social media. Yeah. Um, it's the it's it's no matter what I do or, or what anybody out there really not just me I mean anybody in the spotlight oh, yeah. somewhat that, that, that there's an audience going to see, um, you know I, I can kill a 170 inch deer and then everybody's going to say oh you killed it in a half inch you killed it over a corn pile anybody can shoot an outfitter <laughs> guided hunt deer blah blah blah, blah. I mean it, it, that that is like to me. I, I say this a lot I say like, those are the most miserable people in the world. Have to. have to go on social media and say things like that. Like, right. who, I, who, even if you think it, who cares? Nobody, nobody cares. You know, your your little know? picture there doesn't change the world. That you know, the keyboard warriors that are out there, and we try to preach it all the time. Like, how do we? We're never going to stop it, right? We're going to come to that realization yeah, because I think we we as as early in the company, man, you want to talk about getting some slack? Like, mm-hmm. I, I used to go through all the chat rooms, you know, all of the Facebook message boards and all that. And I, I'd said, I mean, maybe two, three in the morning, I'd be like, I can't believe that guy said that about our company, you know, and it would, it visibly worked on me for a while. And it, it still does a little bit because I'll get in every now and then, yeah. but it, it, if we could just, we're, we're all in this together, right? Every one of us is in this together. We have, we're a very small population people. If you hear this and, and you're going to type up your next, you know, hate speech over to somebody about killing a, a, a eight little basket rack eight point. That may be the biggest deer that guy's ever seen in his life, mm-hmm. right? And I've shot a lot of deer that I'm not proud of. I'm gonna put pictures up about it, right? But that I needed that. You don't know if this this kid may have, it may be his first deer he ever killed, mm-hmm. right? And you go on there and you're gonna slam this kid for no reason whatsoever. You know what? That's probably one license that ain't coming back, yeah. and that's probably one more hunter that we don't have on our side, because who's gonna want to put up with that? I'll, I'll tell a quick story, just exactly what you what you said, um, and and Jesse knows uh, Brantley Gilbert and I are good friends. Yeah, we've known each other for years. Um, what a good person, man! And and I, I, I'm not I, saying I that from the yeah. superstardom, and and he's look, oh, he's yeah. he's a big star, right? He's an A-list guy, but man, yeah. he is a 
normal dude as normal gets. Yeah. I've, I've enjoyed my time that I get to spend around him. He, he's almost as popular as the three of us are. He's just as cool as we are. <laughs> yeah. He, his, his tour bus has more popularity than we do, trust me. Well, that, that's no doubt. His bus driver, Big Kev, one of my best buddies Big, in the world, too. Big he, Kev. How can we give Big Kev a shout-out? He'll never listen to this, probably, but – I'll send him a link to it. Okay. I'll text him a link. Say, hey, man, we talked about you on here. And he's going to sit here for 30 minutes going, man, what's this crap y'all talking about? (laughs) Get the meat. um, Hey, look, we'll send Kev some more oysters down because we did that uh, last year, man, and got him and uh, and, and Aaron Kaiser, you know, hooked up and and two great people, you know, that you want to talk about. And I'm sorry to break your story up. I just want people to know how good that camp is yeah. like you see the big stories you see him all over everything you can't jump in your truck without hearing them but those are some genuinely good people and i i can't wait to hear the story because yeah. i love the guys so so yeah but but to, but what i was saying is so brantley and i hunted like brantley shot his first buck ever with me like really? sitting, sitting side by side that's and, awesome um, it was all a busted up eight point on my farm and and it was one of those where Brantley had hunted with me a couple years, and it was back before he, he stopped drinking and stuff. And so those those were we had fun on those trips, but man, it, it was it was it was kind of tough too. I mean, it was always yeah. something with that. And um, you know that that's how you find out who your friends are. You go through stuff like that. The people that stick with you, they're your true friends. So I, yeah. I like to think, hey, I, I stuck with my buddy there through through it all, and that's how we got to be as close as we are. But he came and hunted with me, and he shot this rat, this this busted up eight point buck, and we we saw a ton of bucks that them few days on our farm, and and they were all like that, they were all busted. Finally, I was like, dude, just just shoot one, like this, we're just gonna shoot a deer. And and you've been around Brantley enough, he loves the smell of gunpowder. He, he has no, he is not shy to pull a trigger, that's for sure. <laughs> if you say shoot, you better get <laughs> out of the way because this is coming, it's to go. So um, this was this was right when. Uh, you know, Jason Aldean did My Kind of Party. Uh, Brantley wrote that song, al- mm-hmm. album, title, and Dirt Road Anthem was on that album. And then Brantley had Country Must Be Countrywide go number one. Um, this this is all throughout the years of Brantley and I getting to know each other and hunting together. And he called me up one day and said, hey, man, I want to go on a, I'm going to go deer hunting. Okay, well, what you want to do, man? He's like, no, we're going to go deer hunting. I'm taking you and we're going to go deer hunting. So we went and hopped on the bus and, and we went to a high fence. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's no secret. Um, so we went, we went to a high fence in Ohio. This was, I don't know how many years ago now. Yeah. But I remember uh, going up there, and we hunted, and, you know, Brantley shot like a 250-inch buck. Like, th- th- just a, hey, yeah. that's what a, the, the man wanted to go deer hunting. He wanted you to be right. deer, so that's what we did. So he shoots this deer, and, I mean, he is on cloud 12. <laughs> like this and you know how excited he gets home oh, yeah. and so i mean i'm so happy for him we're together and the guy we're hunting with he goes to get the the side by side to bring it around we're gonna load this deer up and literally brantley's just sitting there staring at this deer and you know i'm sitting back and i've killed a ton of deer even, even back right. then I'd, i've killed a, and i've missed some good deer I, I never killed a 250 i still haven't killed a 250 <laughs> but uh but you know he shoots this deer and i said dude I'm, I'm proud of you man that's an awesome deer you deserve it and he just sat there and looked at it i remember what he told me he he said i would never in my life think that i would be able to do this and and i think he meant shoot a deer that big right but also financially be able to do this like to go yeah. on a hunting trip and you know spend a few thousand dollars or whatever to, to shoot yeah. a deer that like that that he wanted to shoot and so and he was so proud of that deer so he, he this was uh, previous management days, but because uh, it's been a while. But he sends that picture to them, and they and they post it on Facebook. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. Oh <laughs> man, the, the anti's come out of the closet. The high fence haters come out of the closet. All this stuff, and like, I, I he he was visibly like upset. And I mean, he wasn't like crying about it, but I mean, he was yeah. like, man, I didn't think it was going to go like this. You know, he he didn't. He just didn't know anybody. He, he was proud of his deer and wanted to show everybody, and he puts it Absolutely. on there, and everybody's just like, oh, man, it takes a big man to kill one in a high fence. And but you don't know this guy's story. You don't uh-huh. you don't know that he he grew up hunting in North Georgia where you might not even see a buck all year. <laughs> right. Or now this, this guy's worked his tail off since he was 15 yeah. years old right. to make a career in the music industry, which is 
you know, yeah. like getting struck by lightning on top of that. Exactly right. To afford yeah. to go to go uh, to afford to go yeah. on this hunt. So it's, instead and of uplifting them, because as a community, they tore them up. Yeah. They tore them up, right? right? And and you know, here's the other side. That guy has no time to do anything, right? He works. I, I mean, and this is, I mean, every day of the year, you know, the very little bit of time he has. But that's the things that people don't think about, right? Like, well, he doesn't have the time to, at that point, especially he was in the height of his career. Yeah. Like, do you think he had the time to go, you know, check cameras, hang a stand, scout? scout? No. No, not no. at all. So, no. like, well, why, why get on the guy about that? And you know what? There's a lot of people in this world that don't have the time or the resources, right? We're waterfowl guys. We talk about it a lot. The hardest thing in the world to do is to get into waterfowl hunting because you need everything, right? You just, you just can't pick, like, turkey hunting. Look, you go get you some $10 camo and a, and a $5 turkey call. You can turkey hunt, right? You can be turkey hunting. You can go to public ground. Wait a second it. now. I'm going to argue with you, man. <laughs> you, you can get a $2 duck call and some shotgun shells. Go duck hunting now. <laughs> but what are you going to need, though? You're going to need some waders. You're going to be cold. You're no, going to need man, a boat. Just, get there. If you're, if you're tough, you can just do it. <laughs> but but same thing right it's not always it's not always yeah. the situation instead of yeah. uplifting those guys who want to get a couple days a year because maybe that's all he has right. my brantley story is, is is the same way i've never seen and this is i've seen a lot of guys kill ducks right been, been on a lot of first duck hunts to see his face when he turned around from shooting a pintail the first morning in the blind made it for me i didn't care if we kill another duck because he was vi like you said visibly pumped up about that experience right. and it was his first duck hunt ever and and you know we, we've there's video of it i mean they they were out there recording and everything else and to see the excitement but he he had he had troubles he was supposed to be there for two days ended up only getting there for one because they had trouble using like utah and it snowed and his bus went off the road and, you know all this other stuff but then he made a very large financial move to get himself there to hunt for one day because he wanted to come and hunt with everybody he wanted to experience it those are the things that people forget about and i wish they didn't because you know, not everybody has a nine to five and, and they get up, you know, every day and go check trail cameras and do everything else. These guys just want to hunt. And they want to be a part of it. So let's bring them up. Let's uplift these guys. Let's get them to be a part of it. And, hey, they're your brethren, right? Like, mm -hmm. don't hate on them. They're your brothers. They're like, and they're paying into the same you know, money that's helping you hunt too. So, and, and like I said, I think it's just there, there's people out there that have nothing better to do than to break others down because they're jealous or they don't, have, yeah. you know, they, they, they can't do it themselves and they just, they're miserable with their lives. So instead of doing that to other people, go out and find something to do that makes you happy. Right. You know, right. if, yeah. if, if that's hitting yeah. ducks in the head with a slingshot, I mean, nobody's going to judge, you know, go, go out right. there and do it, you know? Absolutely. Um, R might judge that, but we'll <laughs> that's gotta be, that's gotta be an easier alternative than, than getting on, you know, hopping behind the yeah. keyboard and, Going crazy. Fashion everybody else. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good to hear that because you honestly, man, you've done such a great job, you know, alleviating that that from your world, right? Then you don't ever see the negativity come out and you don't ever stand on the soapbox to tell people about it. We got nothing else to do, so we'll tell people about it, right? So we uh we, we don't mind that, but man, it's just it's been awesome to to work together and I'm excited about this year, especially because we're gonna be doing a lot more together. And uh you know, seeing your journey is cool, man. So we appreciate that very much. But yeah, man, and thank you guys. I mean, I know you and I just kind of crossed paths a couple of years ago now. I mean, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things that um, I, I would, I mean, there, there's a lot of events that go into place for people to cross paths. If you really look at these things, and it goes back to my story about how I met Kevin, and, and, the, and just from that one event has got us sitting here right now doing a podcast yeah. together, yeah. right? And there's a lot of events to get us here to be able to do this because we're we, exactly. we said i think every single podcast so far we said this we are humbled as two just random guys to be able to sit down and talk to you for an hour right i mean like not a lot of people get to do that i wish more people did because they get to know you more personally and hopefully that's what these podcasts do but right, you know right. it's uh it's we're humbled every day we get to i get to i live my dream every day and, and i hope i'm sure you can say the same thing I, I'm I'm literally sitting here, and if I wasn't sitting where I've got my big computer screen sitting where you can see this, I'm in my office out here. My house is like 25 yards away over there. Right. So um, I, I would never two things. I would never have believed I would be sitting here right now doing this with you guys. I never believed I would have a office slash man cave trophy room of my own, uh, yeah. and and to be able to live on. 10 acres of, of my own property. I mean, 
as a kid growing up, I grew up on the farms, my grandfather's farm, you know, my dad's land and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just to see all your hard work pay off, to yeah. meet guys like, like y'all that, you know, good people to work with. And, and yeah. that's, and that's where, yeah. I, I mean, I'm blessed beyond what I should, what I ever deserve. And, yeah. and I, I just leave it at that. I mean, I sit here and look at all these deer on the wall and stuff like that. I mean, 15 year old Michael would never dream to have <laughs> 170 inch deer on the wall. Just never, yeah, right. just never, never thought that would happen. That's and, so cool. and then you see that picture right there, you know, yeah. me, me and dad, that's South Dakota last, last year. year. Yeah. Last oh yeah. yeah. Um, Which by the way, some there. of the most picturesque pictures I've ever seen with the backdrop that you guys had was awesome. Yeah. That, that property is unbelievable. Um, Mr. Steve Halverson, uh, Halverson hunts. All he does is pheasant hunts, and he lets, lets Dad and I come out there and shoot turkeys whenever, oh, whenever, cool. whenever we want to. So, um, you know, we, we appreciate his invite, but the, you can yeah. see that, that retay right there in that bottom of that picture. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah uh, man. Oh, uh, and, and look, that, that's what we said about like, the whole podcast thing, man. We, we never wanted it to be a, a sales pitch, but we appreciate that. The – that's the connection, right? We over a gun that we get to share time together. But yeah. one thing in common, we all love the outdoors. We all love the passion that we have. I was, I was digging ditches five years ago, literally digging ditches. I worked for Harlan Shoemaker, who was one of the, the one of the best people in my life. He was very instrumental, instrumental in my life and getting me kind of going a little bit. Right. And was happy for me the day that I told him, Hey, I'm, I'm taking this crazy leap. Right. I was, I had a great job. I had with, I was working with my best friends in the world every day. And, uh, and, and Harley was like family to me. He, he told me he was, he was happy for me, right. To take the leap because I got, we, we literally, I picked up two kids, a two-year-old and a brand new kid to make the journey down here to be a part of this thing. Didn't even have a job when I got here, by the way, you know, we, we, we didn't even, Chris didn't even have money to pay us at that point. Right. I didn't even, I, we had no, no contracts, no nothing. And now we get to sit here and do this. You were turning wrenches two years ago. Yeah, I was probably in a bilge of a sailboat. It's in a bilge boat this right. time five years yeah. ago. And we're lucky, right? And I know, like you said, luck, where, how you met Kevin, pure luck. Because who, who meets somebody who works on a national broadcasting you know, company every day? Not, not normally happens, right? At a hunting store, right? At a hunting store, yeah. So, and, and kind of the same thing for us, man. So I love to hear that. And I love that we're, we can share that bond you know, over being just genuinely lucky to be a part of what we are, man. And we're, we're, we're excited about it. Yeah, man, I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, uh, this, this industry is so big, but yet it's so small. So small. Got some of the, some of the best people in the world are, yep. are working here and do what we do and are, are work, you know, alongside us and stuff. Um, I had a similar deal with, with the same thing. I, when I was working full time, um, at a cop, the Valdosta state here, when, when I graduated, that was my first job. And, I remember I called my dad one day and said, hey, I got a chance to work in the outdoor industry. And he said, well, um, are you sure about that? Like, is that what you want to do? Because I had a state job, you know, benefits. Oh, and good. Everything's, 20 years, got a pension, right? Everything's guaranteed. And yep. um, I said, Dad, I'm going to do it. He didn't want me to do it. I don't know if he'll admit to that this day, but yeah. he, was, he was kind of pretty skeptical because that's that old school mentality. You know, you just go yeah. – find something to do. You work hard, you retire and, and that's yep. life. And, um, I just said, I just asked him, I said, well, I just, I just need, I gotta ask you one question before I really make this decision. And he said, what's that? I said, have I got a home to go to if this don't work? <laughs> and he said, absolutely. And I said, okay, I know what I'm doing now. That's it, man. That's <laughs> awesome. And, yeah. And that's, that's that. I mean, and, and I was married, cool. married at the time and my wife, I told her, I said, and she's been supportive, man. I mean, she's been great yeah. to, to be behind me all these years doing all this stuff and let me go and do and not not really complaining much. But um, <laughs> it was one of them. I was like, hey, honey, um, this is what I'm going to go do. And, I mean, if it's okay with you, of course. And then, worst case scenario, we can go to the farm and live with my parents yeah. if, you know, the wheels fall off. And she was like, well, could be worse, I guess. Yeah. So, we, probably, we probably all don't talk enough about – why we're all really here that's because of our wives will's wife and i and my wife work together they, they're teachers together yeah gotcha. my my wife has been the most supportive person in my entire life I mean, literally like you know from from young to old whatever she's been so supportive for me chasing a dream to be a part of this and it is a dream for us and, and we get to be a part of that every single day now 
but without her, without, you know, <laughs> your wife, like, no way. yeah. And you had brand new kids. And, and I mean, you know, I don't know if your wife is as, as gracious as ours or not, but yeah. Now also I worked for Harlan Shoemaker and he told me one thing to never forget. He said, just remember every one of them got a little crazy in them. Doesn't matter if they're a little crazy <laughs> or they're a lot of crazy or they hide their crazy. They all got some crazy in them, but for us, and, and I'm sure it's for you, we've been very lucky to have that support behind us, and it's been really cool. So. Yeah, I agree 100%, but I also believe that we are the reason some of that crazy comes out. Whether oh, absolutely. Or, or we may be the only reason it comes out. <laughs> Without yeah. a doubt. But, yeah. But well, I got two kids running around the house. They definitely draw some crazy out, yeah. too. So Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I, I, I don't have any kids, and, and it just wasn't in the cards for us to, to do yep. that. So everybody is – they're like – for years and years, it was like, you know, when are you going to have kids? Are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? Then now everybody's like, thank you. You're so lucky you don't have kids. <laughs> I, I love mine to death, right? I mean, they are the highlight of my life. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. It's, it's tough. That's the only way to put it. But at the same time, it's one of those things where I can I borrow some friends' kids and I'll, I'll, I'll take them hunting for a day. And then I'm like, yeah. all right, here you go. You can have them back. I'm through. If, if you, you ever need a. A spot filler for the uh, Georgia youth days. We got some kids that'll fill it up. So, <laughs> sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> a well, think, and, and, yeah, in a couple years. <laughs> well, guys, I mean, I know we're we've been talking for almost a damn hour now. I think it's and crazy. We're gonna have to do this again so we can actually do talk about like <laughs> I, I did want to talk about shotguns a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No. I, yeah. Absolutely. We forgot about that. Yeah. But I guess we'll, our shotgun talk for this podcast will be if you just just go get a rotation shotgun I'm, I'm, i'll do the sales pick so you guys don't have to all right perfect. Just, just go get a rotation shotgun change your life and you can thank us later hey become a part of our family because that's what we are right yep. and and know that if you ever have any issues physically you can see him now he's sitting right beside us he will he is the person who takes the phone call so if, if there's ever an issue it's will's fault <laughs> and he'll get you taken care of but we appreciate that very much yeah, and honestly you. it uh you know th we have created a family and we're proud of that that's one thing that we've been able to do and in, in, in considering you a part of our family and and uh as we as we grow we couldn't have done it without you and, and honestly i mean we say that all the time we work hard but man you know you guys work hardest for us and and we appreciate that every single day and we we, we truly from the bottom of our hearts wouldn't be here without you guys so yeah sure yeah and, and and it works both ways man i mean we wouldn't be here without guys like y'all to make great products for us to to go out and, and make our job easier and yep. i'm literally i've got first turkey hunts uh march i'll be morning of march 22nd i'll be okay per perched up nice one on my knee ready to see what's gonna go down <laughs> in florida so you running 20 or 12 this year 20 20 gauge my son mark hands down my favorite gun in the line and especially in the turkey woods with the 22 inch barrel I, I we can't say enough about the pattern that we get out of that gun with the drill barrel and the forcing cones that we have you know we our motto is uh you know better built barrels better shooting shotguns right and and in the turkey woods there is no way you can you can shy away from it in a lot of other aspects of hunting with yeah. a gun that doesn't pattern well and a gun that doesn't do what you need it to do you ain't going to get away with it in the turkey woods and that's what we like to hang our hats on so no, sure. And I, I mean, and I've got, you know, I'm building up my street cred. I mean, I've got the, some, <laughs> some of that, that 12 over there is knocking on some in the head and then 20s both have knocked right. some in the head. So, uh, hey, you know. Well, may, maybe in, in the future we'll have something else for you to uh, play around with. Hey, let's do it. Heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, guys, I appreciate the co-podcast today been, yeah yeah well, i didn't really i just looked over and seen we're at an hour and i apologize because i think we we literally just spent an hour catching up and having fun yeah maybe we'll actually do an informal you know or, or a formal podcast here soon <laughs> well I, I look at it this way like uh, i've done this out of this is 40 50 episodes now and um i don't think anyone i've done has anything has stayed on course uh, we really haven't addressed any of the topics that we wanted to talk about, but we told some good hunting stories. For sure. If, if anybody listens to this, they'll know a lot more about all of us. And I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Hey, we're, we're just, uh, we're three guys that are looking at this point have turned our attention to just shooting something in the face. So yeah, that's, that's, what, that's that, take it for what it is. And we're all just ready to go hunt. So yeah turkeys are in trouble you can that's it, it. <laughs> maybe we'll actually sneak out of the office and kill a couple this year i hope so okay. you know if you get run out of things to do 
Uh, hey, a lot, a lot warmer down here. We may have to bring in the big guns because Will's got a bird that is uh, pain in the butt. Man, we we uh, I don't even know how to explain this thing. He's got to be thirty years old easily. Yeah, <laughs> easily. his beard's gray as mine. It's oh, oh it's terrible. And we we gave him a good run last year for a couple of days, but he's smarter than we are, hands down. He will pick any way to get out of a situation. And by the way, it's not a big piece of ground. It, it, I mean, you can kill him on the driveway any day you drive in and out of it, but you can never kill. Like your dad would enjoy hunting this farm. Oh yeah, yeah. There ain't no running and gunning there. Yeah, you sit down and stay put and hope they come the right way. <laughs> I have seen my dad on opening day of turkey season in Georgia. I sat in the blind with him. We got in there at like six thirty in the morning, and I picked him up at five thirty p.m. He sat there all day, and he my shot goodness. one at, at five fifteen. Really. In the morning? It, no, he shot one. In the evening, okay, said, okay. Yeah, 6, 6.30 a.m., he sat there almost 12 hours. He shot. He said, I'm not leaving here until I shoot a turkey or it gets dark. I'll text him, like, hey, you good? You need anything? No, nope. Ain't dark yet. And then uh, he texts me, so you can come get me now. I just killed one. That's okay. awesome. <laughs> well, maybe we there all post him up on your place. Yeah. He's you retired. He has nothing to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We got to get rid of him. Seriously, I mean, I mean it's ruining got, everything. He's got to go. Yeah. He's the boss. He's got everybody else running. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the boss of us right now. But look, we will. I don't post very much. We kill that bird this year. Everybody's gonna know about it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. There you go. Houdini yeah, is dead. Houdini. Yeah, yeah there Houdini. you go. That's pretty much him too. Yeah. So, yeah. what a good deal, man. Hey, again, thanks for for everything. We appreciate the time we get to spend together with everybody that comes on our side of the podcast. But man, we I, I really had fun today. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, same here, sure. man. Thanks, guys. We're uh, we'll wind this thing up and yeah, we'll uh, we'll catch up again soon. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. Appreciate nice it. meeting you. Thanks, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Super guys there from Retay USA, Will and Jesse. Just a pleasure to have them on. Good time talking about hunting. Hope you'll tune in next week. We'll have another episode roll out. Never know what's going to come across in the backwoods. Thank you all for listening.